Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you had an incredibly relaxing and safe Labor Day weekend just coming off three days of relaxing. And I'm Allie. James is actually in Palm Springs as we speak at what he calls a casita. Ah, yes. The not a casita, the casita. You know, we were talking off the air before we cracked the mics today and you said you were staying with some well-off power lesbians and talk about life goals. I have always wanted to be (laughs) referred to as a power lesbian. People aren't necessarily thinking, oh, Allie Johnson, yeah, a power lesbian. I'm thinking of power lesbians and power suits, Mm -hmm. the ones who are like severe, who will never never walk away from a fight, the Mm. ones who ask for what they want, the ones who Mm. go to Airbnb and they're like, this isn't enough. I need to go to VRBO and I need to rent (laughs) something that's at least 10,000 square feet. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that Airbnb was the like less cool version of renting other people's houses. VRBO. That's the poor man's house. Is it really? I I didn't know that. That's really funny. These... We got some power suits going on. We got some Hillary Clinton power suits going on, but the, but definitely not mean. Definitely not like unapproachable. No, I'm not even talking about mean. I'm talking about get 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 what you ask for. Mm. No no BS power lesbians that are like no you know Bet Porter from the L word. This is what I want, and uh, this is what I'm gonna get. Uh-huh. Type of power lesbians. No. That that is the, the that's the way I want to be remembered. That's what I want on my tombstone. <laughs> Is the bed porter of radio? Bed porter of radio, power lesbian. I, I mean, that is a thing. That is a like. I don't think a lot of people understand this. Ali, you may. I'm. I'm sure you have had interactions, but there, there is like a lesbian mafia, and yes, the, and I want to be in it. It's a very real thing. Well, no, here's the thing. This is why I think our friends are way cooler than that. Our friends are the very, very nice, like genuinely nice people. Low key, you would never know in a trillion years how powerful they really are because their game is so big that they don't have to talk about it or show it. They're wow, like, so they're like Warren Buffett rich. Well, I mean, I don't think they're Warren Buffett rich, but they're no, like... No, but I mean like in the sense of, oh, I'm just going to wear Tiva sandals and some khakis and go about my day like I'm not rich. Like I'm like not... Like I can't afford a giant... 25,000 square foot vacation home in Palm Springs at any given weekend. <laughs> I, I just think that they're, you know, they're both such lovely, wonderful people that I think they just have gotten to where they are. And they've, they've been one of the few people in like, whatever, because one of them is in the industry. So like, like, just the few people who have like been able to grow up in the industry without becoming like, like evil about it. So and I think that's why we're we're good friends with them. Like Chris and I, they're just they're just wonderful and lovely. And we didn't really know we just like, Chris became friends with one of them because they they were both members of an electric car aficionado group or whatever. Like they like were like nerds about electric cars. It's a good way to meet rich people. Well, it was like eight years ago electric- when no one really had uh-huh. electric cars, and they're like, electric cars are going to be cool. And like Chris was in this uh-huh. Facebook group, and one of them was, and they ended up hitting it off. And then like here we are, years later, friends with them, and they're just they're so great and awesome. But I just sometimes I forget. Cause they're just like so chill. Like I forget. I'm like, oh, you guys are like boss lesbians, aren't you? Right. And then like, they get on the phone and they're like, all right, no, bring the horses in by the dozens. I don't <laughs> want just one or two. I think I need to find my next wave of that. I mean, electric cars was a great one that's kind of come already. But what is the next Facebook group that I can join to be friends oh. and power lesbians who could get me into that kind of club? Is it? Elon Musk imprint a chip inside your brain club. <laughs> and this is, is going to be so cool. <laughs> Flying cars club. What club? And I know I'm going to inevitably, I remember this is so off the subject, but I remember many years ago, my mom and my stepdad at the time, they were friends with this couple that had put all of this money into this tech company. It was like mm. the, the the tech boom in the Bay Area. It was when Microsoft and Apple and all of it. It was like, you know, the the 90s that or 80s and 90s when things were really, really booming. Yeah, yeah. And they put so much money into this company that was basically creating a mouse that you could hold up in front of your body so it was like a handheld mouse that was almost like the wii like picture a wii but it looked like um a uh like a stick shift 
uh-huh. and you okay. could hold it up and up to the computer and move it around. Mm. And they were like, this is going to be the thing. Like my family and the couple and everybody, they were convincing everybody in my family to invest in it. Right, right, right. They all invested a ton of money in it and it went absolutely nowhere. If yeah. they had just invested in Apple, which would not have even... Apple back then was like nothing. Like yeah. Steve Jobs hadn't done enough anything. He had created some weird cube thing that didn't go anywhere. He was just one of the people in the in the pile one that was trying many. to Yeah, one of the many. And uh-huh. who knew that he was going to be the one that emerged? So anybody who really invested in that is very happy today. But my family, they're the ones who invested in stick shift mouses. <laughs> so that's why I'm here today. Hopefully it had a better name than stick shift mouse. Oh, I'm sure it did. (laughs) Well, what's great is that we are here after the Labor Day weekend, but just because we are here and queer doesn't mean that your vacation needs to end. All show long, we are going to be extending your vacation through your ear holes. Even though you might be physically back from vacation, your ears can take just a little bit longer to come back into the workforce. 10-second vacations, that's what we're going to do all show long. So just for a little taste of what you're going to experience, here is 10 seconds of relaxation by the ocean. (sighs) Yeah, you deserve that. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. (sighs) That's right, Drop the Subject listeners. Just a little bit of an extension of your Labor Day weekend. We're giving you that all show long today. I'm trying to use my, I don't know whose voice this is, Yanni, (laughs) Michael Buble. Like, this is what's in my mind, like my spa voice, but it's not really there. Welcome to SIE. (laughs) Just making up some kind of resort. Making up things. Welcome to SIE. That's a bowl, Allie. That's a bowl. Actually, I think that's a beer. (laughs) It's also a beer. Um, so it is Tuesday, by the way, as you heard, and, uh, on Tuesday we do this, uh, little shtick. We do this thing called Just the Tip Tuesday, and we need to check in about what are maybe some signs, seven specifically, that, well, you're being a bad friend. Yeah, and I would encourage you to keep track and check a box every time something applies to you. And I would encourage you, James, to do the same because I just took a glancey <laughs> at this list and off the air I was going, oh, no. Oh, 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 oh God. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> so we have we are friends. I do consider you to be my friend, yes. though. We've only we've never hung out outside of work. Yeah. Mostly because we mostly just haven't been able to COVID. Yeah, I think this. Is, yeah. I blame all of this on COVID, right? Like the, we, clearly, this would have happened pre-COVID or no COVID. Yes, and we started to make plans about hanging out, and then cases started rising. I mean, it's been a whole thing of a thing. So, right. yeah. So let's start with number one, mm-hmm. which is I say, oh, 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 my God, because thing the, these things also apply to a lot of the friends in my life. <laughs> Uh, number one is that you always this is something that I think you are great at not doing oh you always manage to steer the conversation to yourself sometimes friends decide hey you're not a friend you're a makeshift therapist because I don't want to go to therapy or I therapy is not enough I need every friend of mine to be a therapist Mm. or I need to vent about my own life my own frustrations when your friend starts to open up about their promotion at work or a new person that they're dating or a new person who's ghosted them they will always find a way to bring the conversation back to themselves and that is sign number one of a bad friend you know i, I honestly tribute this and I, here i am using i statements when you are learning how to interview people you learn how to speak without using i statements And so sometimes I think when you're interviewing someone or when you're actually curious about getting to know someone, which is how I was originally trained, I'm not going to be interviewing Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah's like, you know, I I was beaten as a child. And then you're not going to say, I was also beaten as a child, right? That's not good interviewing skills. So I think that's, thank you for the compliment. But I think that's just where it comes from is that I just have practiced being like, this is not about me, which means I should not use I statements. So, and typically people want to be asked things, right? It's it's true. When you ask people about them, that invites that that's that's attractive, right? Whether it's platonic or romantic or otherwise, mm-hmm. people like to be asked about themselves because they rarely are. 
So when someone like James, who you are a person who for their living takes care of other people, says what's going on with you, let's figure out what's going on with you, let's make sure you're taken care of, that is in your DNA. Mm -hmm. So that type of person automatically, I think that puts you in the good friend category. Now, being in the bad friend category, I will fully 100% admit to item number two on this list, Allie Johnson. You commit to plans already knowing you're going to back out. You do that too? That was Man. the one that I looked at and I was like, ugh. Because I, 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 I have this history in my past, of here I am using I statements, but of being a people pleaser. And so it is easier for me. I, I'm getting better as an adult, but it's long, for a long time it's been easier for me to be like, yeah, that sounds great. We'll totally do that. And then knowing three days later, I'm going to be like, oh, we can't make it. So sorry. Rather than just upfront being like, nope, can't do it. Thanks for the invite. Mm -hmm. Let's try again another time. There is a different, there are different levels to this. I will say there are some fret. Like, I I feel like you are somebody who wants to be nice and is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it next weekend or the weekend after. And it's casual plans. But if you know that it's important to somebody, you will either be there or you will say, I can't, I can't. Yeah, you will make sure that you will be there if it's important to somebody. Totally. I had a friend, uh, a, a best friend actually, had being past tense. Mm. She would flake all the time for things that were actually important, mm. like i.e. my birthday party, mm-hmm. where she was like, I, I'm so busy. I don't know what I can do. And I was like, maybe we should just go out to lunch. I, I've got my family visiting. Let's just go out to lunch. And she was like, I'm free between 12 and 2 p.m. on Sunday. I oh. was like, great. That's fine. I'll schedule this, like I did a whole lunch at a restaurant, I set up reservations and everything around her schedule. For your birthday. For my birthday. Uh, yeah. Got to the restaurant, my family arrived, we all sat down, she's not there. 12.30, she's not there. One o'clock, she's not there. Oh. Then she texts me and said, sorry, a rehearsal ran late. It was always some, some last minute thing where I wouldn't hear about it until like an hour or an hour and a half into the plans. She stayed for a total of 15 minutes, did not eat anything. And then, le- so it and was that kind of leave. stuff yeah. constantly. Yeah. So that is, I think, what really makes a, a, a bad friend. That's somebody that you're like, you're not there for me when I need it. Um, just the Tip Tuesday continues. We're going to take a break. There are, we only even got through two of these. There are <laughs> five more on the list. Uh, does that say something about us, Sally? I don't know. Uh, we'll find out when we come back. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. We're talking about bad friends. Are you a bad friend? Are we bad friends? That's what we're figuring out here on Drop the Subject. Please continue to interact with us. Give us your opinion. What makes a bad friend at DTS Show? It's Just the Tip Tuesday, which means we share tips, tricks, life hacks, Anything that's going to make life a little bit easier, especially in 2020. Also, throughout the show, we're sharing little extended vacations for your ears. Hopefully, even if you were... <gasps> There's just a little bit. It just it just overpowered me, Allie. I had to bring it up. That's the type of music where I what I think I look like when I'm at a pool party. Like, I feel like when I'm lounging back and I'm drinking a rosé and I have my Khloe Kardashian sunglasses on and usually my big sun bonnet or something and I'm in a cute little swimming suit and my like belly is hanging over it. This is but I feel like I feel like I look cute. I feel like I look sexy swanky. And that music is playing. No, Mm. absolutely. not. And then I see pictures later on on Instagram and I'm like, oh, oh, God, what was I doing? (laughs) well you don't exactly you shouldn't be held responsible for the angles of the pictures you're taking when you're out there by the pool all right number three we've gone through a couple things on the list of things that make you a bad friend not committing to plans and making things about you those were the first two number three on the list is you're good at making friends but not keeping them um you know you're outgoing you're friendly you're able to easily make friends but having that innate ability to check in with people and actually foster that relationship that's a tough thing and i would also say that it's harder as you get older to make new friends much much harder to to do that and which is why i think that some people really hang on to friendships from the past in your life that may you might know might be sort of toxic like you might know that like you know what this friendship is actually not doing either of us any good but 
you're whatever age at this point and you're like, God, we've been friends for 20 years or something. Like, I don't want to not be friends with this person because making friends is going to be harder than putting up with the friendship that's there. But I also feel like this is sort of a cultural thing too. Like, hmm. I think, I feel like in the mid, in the least in the Midwest where I grew up, like I am still very good friends with people that I was friends with in junior high. And I just don't find that sense happens in other places like LA, New York, Miami, et cetera, which are maybe a little bit more transient, a little bit bigger. Like people have good friends, but it's not this like lifelong thing or whatever. So um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, it's very interesting. Yeah. I have uh, two friends from high school, two max. And I keep, I keep in contact with friends from junior high, but I, there are, there's probably, I can count on my hand the amount of people that I know from my younger days. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it is cultural to feel like you, you are keeping, I mean, my, my, my wife in, in San Francisco, there's a very, interesting culture of like you go to san francisco schools you know all the families in san francisco you keep Mm. in contact with all of them you know what they're doing you know what restaurants that it's like it's weird around thanksgiving it's like these people are here and we all have to go to this restaurant it's like what i don't understand any of it um moving on you are never the one to initiate (laughs) something that i'm (laughs) guilty of you are never the one to initiate plans or check in this is something that i'll admit i it's this is what makes me so grateful that i have a wife that does this because it is not Uh, in my innate dna to randomly text somebody being like hey i haven't heard from you in a while but then if they text me i'm like oh my god hi what are you doing let's hang out See, I, I, I almost put this and I am that person. I am much more like your wife and Chris is much more like you. Like I'm always like, what are what are you guys doing? How are you doing? You know, hey, friend X, Y and Z. I know your mom was sick last week. How's your mom doing? Like, da, da, da. It's, I don't know if it's just how I was raised or just like whatever's in my personality, but I don't. Chris can sometimes be an exceptional friend. So like he's got he has a very small but tight group of of friends that he is like super ride or die for. So his friends will just be like, whatever, like I'm in Tallahassee. I need you to bring $1,500, you know, and, and some snake oil. And I need you to be here in six hours. And Chris will be in Tallahassee in six hours. Right. Like he just won't ask, but Uh he's, he's also, that's also for the same guy that he hasn't talked to in nine months. Whereas I'm like, I'm constantly checking in with people. What are you doing? Like all of that stuff. So I think that's more of just a personality thing rather than a, are you, a bad friend. And I think personality wise too, at number five on the list, you, this is such a personality thing. You're constantly leaning on your friends for emotional support, but they don't reciprocate. Yep. I have several friends that uh, want emotional support. This is also part of my, my wife's innate ability to be a, she's a therapist, right? So she's yeah. always the person who is that kind of pillar of support for a lot of our friends. And then I think about when she's having a hard time, and I'm usually the one who's there for her, but she doesn't mm. think to like, I don't know if the people that sh- that lean on her are people that she k- leans on in the same way. Would lean back on. Yeah. yeah. Very, um, very interesting. Number six, you don't respect your friend's boundaries. Yep. That's oh. tough. Uh, I will just quickly say I have a friend who uh, last time we invited her over, she was supposed to stay for dinner and she stayed for the whole weekend. So just one. Oh, to, my. Uh, yeah. Yep, just stayed all Till Sunday, Sunday evening. Uh, and um, it was nice, but <laughs> just wanted to just let that hang there. Well, there you go. You know, hopefully things, if you hung out with some friends this weekend, maybe there's things that you can marinate on <laughs> throughout the week. I uh, just wanted to give you many things to overthink and overanalyze through the rest of the week. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. What do we got coming up? Ooh, exciting things. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Mm-hmm. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject with Alex. Allie and James coming off a three-day weekend, and we're giving you 10-second extended vacations all show long. Here's your next one. Hmm. Yeah. Just relax. Take a deep breath. That's nice. Oh, no, you're sleeping at your desk, which is really your house. It's tough because you get a few days off, a much needed vacation. A lot of people aren't going on the vacations that they wanted. As we said earlier this uh, last week, it's the time for the you never know vacation. The hey, let's just book first and then ask questions later. If we have to cancel it, we will. 
But as far as Labor Day goes, most people are just kind of keeping it chill. Uh, you know, saying that you didn't do much over Labor Day weekend is like the new cool thing. I was just going to say, yeah, you should be keeping it chill and keeping it COVID friendly because ne'er I remind you, we are still in middle of pandemic. Yes. Hmm. And uh, you should be wearing your masks and there are different hot spots and whatever you did over the weekend or continue to do. Please try to keep it outside as much as possible. If you are inside, wear your mask. Stay six feet away from people. We're getting there, kids. We're close. But do not forget the basics of this. Thank you. I'm off my soapbox. No, it's good to mention that, especially because I think people, as time goes on, they're like, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. And it's like, yes, I know. It's really frustrating. (laughs) Um, But mask is like giving me acne. Maskne, it's a thing. But something that continues to go on in 2020 that has been an issue for many years and many decades uh, <laughs> ongoing is the right. free Britney movement. Yes, I know. We haven't talked about it in a while, so let's give you an update as to what the hell is going on with Britney Spears and her conservatorship. It is a movement that we have adapted here on the show on Drop the Subject, and we love to hear from you on what your thoughts are, because this is insane. If you look at her Instagram, a lot of people are outraged by some of the things that she's been posting, which if you think oh, yeah, someone's outraged by what's being posted. It's usually something that's offensive. But in this case, it's just about Britney Spears wearing the same top a lot. And <laughs> she's wearing <laughs> peasant tops that that show the midriff and those poofy little scrunchy tops that are so 90s, but so still appropriate for somebody like Britney Spears. But people at this point are so about the Free Britney movement that if she doesn't address it in her posts, people are getting angrier and angrier. If you look at her responses in her most recent post with her most recent peasant top uh (laughs) some of the responses are in all all caps who is posting these might unfollow it's just not right what's going on another person saying girl this is the 15th shot in this shirt i'm getting worried okay how many times do you post this picture um hi brits captivator we know you're there have fun pretending to be britney uh, followed by right. again, really? <laughs> right, so. right. Oops, she did do it again. And there's some of these. I love this one. These are from the same. This person is on all caps. So the shouting is not me <laughs> learning how to do radio. It's actually this person's captions. These are from the same day. These captions imply different days. What do the roses mean? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like people are really freaking out about this. And I get it because Brittany is doing this super creepy thing where she's like, I'm not wearing any makeup, except she's not saying that. She just puts it in the caption but it's a video and then she just is like doing different poses in front of the camera with no makeup and staring at you and not blinking for like yes like three minutes in the same crop top peasant poofy top that she's been wearing for the last like three weeks exactly and then her lawyer came forward and said some things which is what really prompted more of the headlines so her a lawyer said that Britney Spears specifically supports the Free Britney movement. Mm-hmm. And he said, far from being a conspiracy theory or a joke, as James reportedly told the media, in large part, this scrutiny is a reasonable and even predictable result, result of James's aggressive use of the sealing procedure over the years to minimize the amount of meaningful information made available to the public. And that Britney specifically wants these records to be made public. Which Boom. I understand if you're if you are have have your head on your shoulders and you want some you want everyone to see, hey, look, I'm a, a very able bodied adult. But then also, if you have lost your mind, you would probably <laughs> say that as well. Also, if you have lost your mind, you might be posting the Poof same tops. thing over and over again right. on Instagram for 25 days straight, confusing everyone. What is going on? If you want to know what we're talking about, please go look at Britney's stuff on the Instagrams and the Twitters, by the way. It's out of control. And while you're there, psst, follow us at DTS Show. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. I <laughs> dropped the subject and Allie has lost her mind. I think she's still on vacation from the weekend. Allie, Allie, mm. are you here? Are you with us? Hello. Allie I, I am. I am here. And uh-huh. it's important that we bring some fun to the table here on Drop the Subject with real estate. Yes, real estate is, uh, whew, it is a real up and down market. Um, 
it is uh, it, it's fun to look at houses that you could afford and then it's fun to look at houses that there's no possible way you could afford and that is one of the real estate listings that I bring to you this week. It is a real estate listing that belongs to a famous American Idol contestant. Uh-huh. Oh. Like and there's lots of famous American Idol contestants. So Yeah, who who would those be? Um, Justin Guarini. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> Is that your first one? He's, he's the most famous. And then the guy that won that one season that no one wanted to win and he put out like one blues album and then has never been heard from it since. Mm, that's um, right. That I can't... Uh, there's also Michaela. Michaela Gordon. Oh, Michaela Gordon. Channel Q's very own Michaela Gordon who took sixth place? Yep. We so we're going to um, auction off her home here on the radio. If you call now... <laughs> Um, all right, so for real estate. <laughs> for real estate, I bring to you the coveted home of Kelly Clarkson. It is Kelly Clarkson's Nashville home up for sale. It's actually uh, it's actually in Hendersonville, Tennessee. It's, cl- it's close oh. to Nashville, about 25 minutes outside of Nashville. But she is Putting her home on the market, just to let you know, it's seven bedrooms, 11 bathrooms, and 20,000 oh square feet. my God. What? <laughs> well, she's the winner, right? Like, that's the that's the dude. She's the original. Like, she's the original. She's the most famous. Some people argue that Carrie Underwood is more famous than Kelly Clarkson. I no, tend to disagree because Kelly disagree. Clarkson has, has crossed over multiple genres, and everyone loves Kelly. And, by the way... Get her Christmas album because it's super good. Anyway, continue with her 11 bathrooms. She has a great Christmas album. Yes. Okay. Um, just to let you know, this is I'm looking at this listing on Zillow. How much do you think the mon- <laughs> monthly mortgage is on this house? <laughs> on an 11 bathroom house? in Henders- Seven bedrooms, 11 bathrooms, 20,000 square feet oh, in Henderson, my. Tennessee. Uh, over 10 grand. For sure. No way over. This is exciting. Okay. So I'm looking at this house. I have to do this piece by piece. So you walk, you you drive into the property. Of course, there's a gate and everything. Uh-huh. You do a long brick walkway into the main house. And then there's spiral staircases on each side leading up into the main foyer. Um, you go into the kitchen area and it's just islands everywhere. Yes, we played island music, but there are kitchen islands, there are bathroom islands, there are all of the islands. There's island fountains in the driveway. She's just all about islands. Um, there are, there's a bar <laughs> area that has saddles for seats. Oh, of course. On the bar, which uh-huh. is awesome. Super fun, right? The dining room table is bigger than my apartment. Um, one of the couches is bigger than one of my rooms. <laughs> I mean, the, the design on this is gorgeous. I mean, light beechwood, beautiful tile, old style sinks, um, you know, rustic vibes. Mm-hmm. They've got a pool table. They've got a ping pong <gasps> table. She is just funsies. Fun. She is the funsies. Main, she is funsies. There is a master bedroom that has, uh, let's see, count them, one, two, three couches inside and a table what? and chairs. And then at the foot of the bed, there is a sleigh with blankets and pillows on it. Damn, Kelly. And a fireplace. There, and I said bathroom island. I am not kidding. There's a giant bathroom with, in the middle of the bathroom, there is a beautiful <laughs> giant soak tub what? with a curtain around it. <gasps> Whoa. I mean, this looks better than any spa I could ever attend. Right. So that is your real estate listing, okay? Uh-huh. Or... For roughly the same amount of money, and again, I didn't set this up well, but re- in real estate, I will give you one real estate listing that is on the market right now. I'll compare it to something else that you could have bought with that money, and you guess which one costs more. The comparable item this week is a silver dollar. That's right. For roughly the same amount of money of this giant seven-bedroom, 11-bath mansion in Tennessee, you could own one dollar. What? <laughs> doesn't even make sense did who put this game together jesse yes yes he did a rare a 1794 silver dollar believed to be one of the first if not the first to be struck oh, by the u.s mint that's why is going up for sale it is called the flowing hair dollar because there's a man with balding top and long flowy hair and that's who is at the at the front face of this silver dollar i'm just going to go ahead and assume this guy is a racist some racist um, white guy right <laughs> 
Uh, they said, this is the dream coin, a priceless artifact that I have been proud to own. This is the previous owner. And I'm very sorry to see it go. That is a guy named Bruce who owns it now. But he is ain't sorry to auction. see it go. He's going to retire. <laughs> he needs some money. He knows better. Oh, Lord. So what do you think costs more? One coin, one dollar from 1794 or the address, which is 123 Summit Lane in Hendersonville, Tennessee. <sighs> this is really tough, Bruce Allie. needs some money. <laughs> Bruce does need some money. Because <laughs> no matter what happens, Allie, even if I get it wrong. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> so I have to go with Kelly. I think her, pri- her house is more <laughs> expensive than a 1794 silver dollar. Please tell me I'm right. Mm. Mm-hmm. The 1794 silver dollar sold for $10 million. Whoa. Bruce. <laughs> wow. But, uh, Bruce. Bruce. I got to collect some GD coins. That's what I got to do. <laughs> the house in Tennessee sold for, well, it's actually not sold yet. It's on the market for $7.5 million. Stop I'm sorry, it. you're not. By like $2.5 million? Are you kidding me? Something that you can put in your pocket compared to something that you can soak in for the rest of your days in Tennessee. I am sorry to say you are wrong, but on the bright side, Kelly Clarkson still has a lot of money. Yep, I guess that's the consolation there. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and Dr. James Simmons. James, question for you immediately. Bring it. You, you have a electric car. You have a Tesla, don't you? It's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. I do. We have. We are a two Tesla family. We are those mm-hmm. a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to recognize it. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh-huh. Um, my, there's a, a Tesla in my family as well. My mom's husband has one. And they, while they look beautiful, make me extremely nauseous. But my question for you. <laughs> yes, they, this, is a, I, this is a thing. Uh-huh. It is a thing. Because we looked it up. Me and, me and Katie took our first trip in it and you know Steve's going well you know see how fast you can go to zero to 60 in whatever milliseconds and we almost threw up in the car (laughs) yeah yeah it's a a thing there's actually blogs about this okay I don't want to throw up inside my own car but I understand that they're great cars how do you feel about the car alarm in the Tesla because something happened to me in regard to the sensitivity of the car alarm itself, and I just wanted to get your take on it before I tell you what happened. Oh, well, two points. There, I've never heard the actual car alarm, so I'm really curious to hear like what the car alarm sounds like in your experience. Two, there's this sentinel mode thing, and Chris has the fancy Tesla. I have like the Model 3, the baseline version, like whatever. Like I just like have the Tesla because I like an electric car. And So mine doesn't have the sentinel mode. The the sentinel mode is a little bit crazy because when people get really close to the car, the screen, the big iPad in the middle will like light up and it'll be like this big orange sun. And it's like sentinel mode activated. And it's like, please step away from the car. And like, (gasps) it's like, it's like super weird and a little bit futuristic and crazy. And Chris's car does a lot of things that I don't really like anyway. So I'm not surprised that I don't like that and that you might not like the alarm. Huh? Okay. So I was outside, uh, Standing, I was just getting some fresh air. I was thinking I was going for a walk and I just paused to look at my phone or whatever. Katie's been making me eat a lot of vegan food. So there were some <laughs> oh, digestive things happening. We're doing this I again? S- I stopped. <laughs> yes, I'm still doing it. Well, I- I'm eating meat, but I'm still making all of that meat substitute crap because I don't want to make two meals. Anyway, uh. I was standing there. I was on my phone. I was next to a Tesla. And <laughs> it's, I can only imagine where this is going. <laughs> And a tooted. Uh, a tooted. <laughs> and the car alarm went off. No, it did not. Allie Johnson, you are telling lies and stories. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> you tooted I, that loud? No. That's my thing is it wasn't that loud. It was a normal give level it, give toot. Give it to us. Give it to us. I want to hear it. What kind of toot was it? Uh, all right. Well, um, I mean, I, I can't. Jesse, can you just find something mid-level to put, in, put it right in here? Mid, mid-level toot. Brian's going to love mid-level toot, by the way. And yeah, that's okay. That's mid-level too. So okay. 
that is hardly something that would set off a normal car alarm. But totally. of course, this thing started freaking out. And then I was like, what is happening? And then the guy who owned the Tesla ran out of his car or ran, ran out of the door to be like, oh, my God, someone's breaking into my Tesla. And then I just started running. I just pretended like I was jogging. <laughs> pretended like you were jo- Were you in jogging clothes? I mean, I was not. No. <laughs> I was in like regular walking. I was walking, so it was not like I was in high heels or anything, but not <laughs> really like running just close. Like, you just like <laughs> took off into a dead like. I just ran jog. away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I I don't I th- I think that just Elon, if you're listening, I think we might want to take it down a notch because no, I didn't touch the car. <laughs> I broke wind near the car. You were you were honestly not touching the car. You weren't leaning on it. No, I did not touch the car in any way, shape, or form. There was maybe a little, like a gentle breeze from my butt that reached the car, but that's about it. (laughs) Because there's no way that a moderate toot made this Tesla go. Now, you can, because you can change the sensitivity. So this guy has a sensitivity on his Tesla, like way, 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 way too high, obviously. But even then, I feel like this would have to be like a monumental, like an 8.3 on the Richter scale. No, it wasn't. I mean, this. you said you've been eating vegan food, so this was a deep toot, I'm sure. No, no, no. Vegan toots are silent toots that are... <laughs> SPDs? Yes, that are just like, <laughs> you're just sitting there in a normal situation watching TV, and then you start throwing up inside your mouth. That's that's the <laughs> vegan toot. <laughs> so wait, this is... No, I feel like this conversation should not be about Teslas. This conversation should be about vegan toot strength. <laughs> toot strength, right? We need to, we need a comparison. Those of you who are listening, who are vegan, can you please corroborate this? I can. I, I said that word without messing it up. Good job. Yeah, you did. Thank what you. is a typical this, toot? The typical vegan toot, because yeah, no, there is a sensitivity thing with the Teslas, though. For instance, and for or for real, and some of them talk. Some of them will say at first, "Please step away from the vehicle." And it's a mm-hmm. little like Night Rider ish, but also like a little, like I don't know. I was gonna say like RoboCop type. Yeah, yeah, they're like Space Odyssey twenty twenty. But wait, we're here, <laughs> which would make sense because that's exactly what year it is right now. But there, uh, uh, Allie, your yes. toots, honey. <laughs> I think we got to talk about this. <laughs> no, let's talk about toots, baby. We'll be right back, baby. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Drop the subject. Welcome back uh, after a long Labor Day weekend. Hope you had a great time. Hope you got some much needed rest. It's time for News It or Lose It where... I have two headlines. James has two headlines, but you can only news one of each. So we talk about two stories. We lose two stories. I've got two in front of my eyeballs. Are you ready to hear them, James? Oh, am I ever so? Okay. I will read you one headline. You news it or lose it. And if you news it, you automatically cannot hear more about the second headline. Here's your first one. Naomi Osaka. Wears mask with Ahmaud Arbery's name at the U.S. Open and continues to win. I love Naomi Osaka. You're totally baiting me because I love Naomi Osaka and I love tennis and it's the U.S. Open and all of that. However, I know all about this story, so I'm going to lose it. All right. Then you are going to hear about a man who's giving boat tours of empty parked cruise ships. (laughs) I actually think this is brilliant. I love it. (laughs) By the headline, you, you had me at. Empty cruise ships, Allie. Mm, good. Okay. I'm ready to hear yours. My two are Allie. Number one, Buffalo Wild Wings wing stop. Respond to Nebraska man's viral plea to denounce term boneless wings. I have heard of this story. I'm well familiarized with this story, and I think it's worth discussing again. I'm going to news it. Uh, even though you have heard about it, you are a very, very wise person because had you lost it, you were going to hear... How go-go boys are staying busy around the world during COVID. (gasps) Oh, I'm still interested in that. I'll have to look that up in my own (laughs) private time. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. You explain to your wife while you're looking up what go-go boys are up to. Oh, I don't need to explain. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I want to hear about this empty cruise ship tours. So basically, there is a, a guy who had this idea because there's all these 
empty cruise ships, as we know. We did talk about the fact that there are many cruise ships that are still stuck at sea and many workers and people are still stuck out there, which is not being talked about enough. Can we please make sure nobody is stuck on cruise ships anymore? But there are many that are parked and that are vacant. So this guy had an idea to use his cruise ships and offer tours of the cruise ships that would get passengers as close as possible to the experience. So this is through Mudford Ferry on Facebook. And he he began running (laughs) two and a half hour ghost ship tours that sail within 50 meters of some of the vessels uh, while he uses his intimate knowledge of the cruise industry to entertain his customers. It has become an overnight success And he has been inundated with interest from locals, intrigued by the vessels that they can spot from nearby beaches and tourists traveling from elsewhere um, all over the world. So I this is so strange to me because it seems like you're paying to go on a boat near a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. And I would so do this. Because cruise ships are really interesting and they're super haunted and they all have like maritime vessels have all this really weird, interesting history to them. Like why they're named, where they sail, like the people who have died on them, the people who have sailed them, even like really random cruise ships all have like really interesting stories behind them. So I would totally be that nerd who would pay however much money to like get on a kayak or whatever and like get really close to this cruise ship and the guy to be like, oh, it's named the queen, whatever, because of blah, blah, blah. Like I actually love that. Huh. So you're getting to, I guess I just didn't ever realize, I was reading this headline and thinking, oh, he's going on to the cruise ships and giving people tours of the actual cruise ships. But now I'm looking at pictures of these tours and it's literally people in smaller boats circulating the cruise ships, <laughs> taking pictures of the Allie, cruise ships Allie, that are everyone vacant. Is bored. Allie, everyone is bored in COVID, all right? Just okay. Like, cut, cut them some slack. Sure. Spe- all right. Speaking of bored in COVID, when we have a little bit too much time to think about things... You end up being Ander Christensen, who shot to viral fame earlier this week after pleading with the Lincoln, Nebraska local city council to denounce the term boneless wings. It has gone viral, and you should hear why. Remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our arts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. True. He's right. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, <laughs> boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders. Word. It's Dude. true. Yes, totally. Come on, Ander. Which are already boneless. <laughs> I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. Come on, preach it, and boneless mm-hmm. auto repair. <laughs> and then number three, we need to raise our children better. <laughs> it's true. I never order boneless wings at a restaurant. I think they're what? ridiculous. You have to work for your wings. The, he's right. The, the bones are part of the flavor, and that is what makes the chicken wing great. And if you are too lazy to eat meat off of a bone, then I think you really need to look into the way that you live your life. And I agree with you, James. There are many important causes in this world. And also, it's nice to get a little... It's nice to get a little reprieve every now and again, isn't it? Isn't it? And Lincoln, Nebraska, which is where my parents live, will do whatever it takes to get some national pub. So we are... Yeah. We are pro... The anti-boneless chicken wing movement. We'll be back with more Drop the Subject. Ask the NP is next. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Welcome back. I think we need to give you, as we've been saying, as we've been doing throughout the show, we're, we're extending the vacation. We're giving you a little bit of music and a little bit of sound that makes you think of your typical Labor Day vacation. And here are some sounds that are familiar to me in my history pre-COVID of Labor Day vacations. Ah, yes. Mm. Very relaxing. Very tranquil. <laughs> relaxing for you, yes. This is your comfort zone, isn't it? Uh-huh. I may like, or- If you were going to get a massage, they would play this and you'd be like, <laughs> be playing that. Mm, I may nuzzle. or may not have been standing on a speaker box, scantily clad <laughs> with some sort of glitter about my body um, and some level of alcoholic intoxication. Ah, Labor Day. Yeah. Oh. 
It's nice. I'm glad that we're giving you these 10 second vacations because you deserve it. And we also deserve to give you a little information on what is going on with flu season because I went to the hospital the other day um, for physical therapy and they've got the booth now. They've got the outdoor booth for flu shots Mm. and they are trying to churn it out. They're like, get these damn flu shots, everybody. I don't care. Let's make these as accessible as possible and I think people have a lot of questions as far as what is the fall going to be like with flu season and pandemic season which has really been all year it's been the longest season but how are we supposed to protect ourselves from the flu in addition to COVID and does your mask help combat the flu yes bottom line your mask can provide some protection from the flu now how much protection from the flu And from the flu and COVID, we just don't know. Because let me remind everyone, by the way, we have never had the flu and COVID together, at least here in North America. Some of this is possibly going on in the Southern Hemisphere, where they have their flu season opposite of us. But what's interesting is that a lot of the Southern Hemisphere shut down very, very, very hard and aggressively. New Zealand, Australia, you know, Southern parts of Argentina, etc. So what's happened is we haven't had a big flu season. And we predict our flu season based off of what just happened in the Southern Hemisphere. So interestingly, we don't really know how bad our flu season is going to be. So what's really scary to a lot of medical professionals and public health professionals is we haven't seen a lot of co-infection of the influenza virus and the COVID-19 virus. We don't know how sick that's going to make people. Hmm. In terms of does your mask protect Yes, it does provide a certain level of protection, a a lot of protection against COVID, we know. And we do know from a flu standpoint, it does protect you pushing the flu out to other people. So just like COVID, flu can go through your respiratory particles, right? Your droplets, whatever. So if you're wearing a mask, you're going to prevent getting giving the flu to other people. But there's some things that we know about the flu that we don't know about COVID. Like for instance, the contagious period for the flu tends to be a little bit shorter. We also tend to have kiddos transmit influenza to adults way more than what we think kids transmit COVID to adults. So there's a lot of questions. And one of the ways that we do know that can work, at least to some degree, to protect yourself from the flu is to get your flu shot, please. Thank you. That was a lot of great information. Should we be wearing our masks from now on, even after a vaccine, when it comes to flu season or really at any time? I absolutely think it is a a good thing to wear a mask, particularly people who are vulnerable, people who have um, underlying health conditions, or you know you're going to be around elderly people or people who have underlying health conditions. I think masks are going to be much more normalized for us forever, right? Like you were saying, Allie, other countries, masks, wearing some sort of respiratory mask or face covering. Right, it's a part of their life. Part of their life, right, and very normal, and it wasn't here. And, you know, during flu season, the flu is a top 10 killer in the United States. Um, So if there are any ways that we can continue to prevent the flu, especially because there's so many people who don't get the flu vaccine, I'm all for the mask. Hmm. Good stuff. Um, If you have any more questions for Dr. James about masks, about the flu, about anything related to what is going on, you can at ask the NP at any time. You can direct message him for answers. He is very good at responding. Um, Me, whatever. You can just ask, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) ask what color Birkenstocks you should buy, what match with your your jorts. (laughs) With (laughs) your jorts. (laughs) More drop the subject. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and Dr. James Simmons, nurse practitioner. I have had a blast during the show today. And if you felt like you got cheated out of a vacation, a nice long weekend, I hope that you found a little respite here on Drop the Subject as we shared our 10 second vacations, extended vacations for you. And I thought it would be good to close the show with what we consider our vacation music to be. Now, you have very different vacation or relaxation music than I have. 
I want to hear what you consider to be vacation music or relaxation music oh. in your Dr. James Simmons world. Well, see, but that you're bringing those two terms together. And and uh, so I relax very well. I love a good massage. I love a spa day. I love just like relaxing at home. And this is not always the things that I listen to. But vacation for me, even when relaxed, often feels very different. I will sometimes throw on a pair of heels, a hat and or a wig a caftan. And when I am doing laps around the pool, being fabulous on vacation, this is what's in my head. Do you tell the voice in the background? It's Whitney. It's specifically... Oh, I was like, is that Whitney? Okay. It is Whitney. It's the Freemasons remix of her song, Million Dollar Bill, which is from the last album that she released. And there's something about this remix that I'm letting play in the background. This is probably driving Jesse crazy. But like, there's something about this, like right here. Right. Can you imagine being fabulous around a pool with a cocktail and whatever? Like, that's my like happy, fun vacation music. Absolutely. I find it so fascinating that you think of vacation as wearing heels and I think of vacation (laughs) as wearing (laughs) no shoes at all. For me, a vacation song. You're right. There are two different things. Vacation music and relaxation music are different. Vacation music. If I was jumping into a vacation, it would be something by Lizzo. It'd be something that keeps... The energy up and makes you excited. You've got a cocktail. You're dancing around with your friends. Relaxation music has also been very, very frequent in my household. And I share with you one specific song that my wife finds very relaxing. And she plays it every night as we go to bed. But there are a couple of meditation songs that play before it. So, Uh And and I'm getting up at like four in the morning these days. I'm getting up very early. So she's going to bed later than I am. And I'm listening to the spa meditation music. And then I'm, I'm about to fall asleep. I'm right there. I'm right at the beginning <laughs> of the first REM. And I hear this. Okay. Oh. Very loud Tibetan singing bowls oh. is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> like jarringly relaxing <laughs> singing bowls, which I understand is is nice out of context where you're like, hmm, yes, my chakras are aligned. But when you're about to fall asleep and then all of a sudden it's like, bing! And it's that moment, right? You're like, I know that I, like, I'm about to let go of my conscious mind. I'm about to finally sleep. This is great. I'm only going to get six hours. I have to wake up. The alarm's going off at 3.53, like whatever. And then, boom. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. Those damn monks. Yeah, and it, hey, when I'm awake, it's fine. And it's relaxing. But when I'm trying to sleep, it's like a leaky faucet when you don't know when the next drip is coming. And you're thinking, okay, Uh, the next one is coming. When is the next one? Okay, it's coming. (laughs) And you're like, ugh. Or you've drifted off into sleep again. And then again, another. (laughs) (laughs) Have you talked to your wife about this? Yes. And I've told her to skip this one in particular because it's also 37 minutes long. Oh, oh my goodness. She could just play some Whitney remixes. That'd be better. (laughs) That would help me fall asleep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but in in any other context, that is relaxation music. So hopefully you felt a little bit relaxed today. We are glad to bring you some of our vacation slash meditation music, relaxation music, and we will see you tomorrow for a brand new show. If you missed anything, check out the podcast. We did Ask the MP, Really Estate. We talked about what makes you a bad friend with just the Tip Tuesday. So lots to catch up on if you missed it. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. We'll see you mañana. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.